Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Welcome for today's episode in Menopause Made Easy. I'm Diliana Mileva, your host, and I'm glad today to have another amazing guest as usual. Her name is Devora Giva Berkowitz, and she is creator of Ease and Flow Soul Healing Solutions for holistic practitioners and others who have been on the wellness hamster wheel, jumping from one modality to another and feeling frustrated that they haven't healed themselves yet. As a medical intuitive, energy practitioner, and prayer healer, she supports them in catalyzing the body natural's ability to heal itself while rejuvenating with divine source energy so they can reach their next higher potential. Welcome, Devora. Hi, Juliana. So we talk about our divine healing, how you heal with energy. Could you explain a little bit for the listeners what exactly you're doing? Yeah, so when it comes to wellness practitioners that feel that they want to get to their next highest level, what I do is help them to connect to their body's innate ability to heal, that they can overcome chronic conditions. It can be physical conditions or emotional conditions, even relationship issues. And let's say prayer and connection to source energy. I help them to release their body's own innate ability to heal and get to their next level of healing. That can be physical, emotional, and mental, right? The pain can be going through perimenopause. We're experiencing different symptoms and we are very often emotional also and mental. Very often we are disconnected from ourselves and don't recognize ourselves also, you can feel like burnout or also loss of identity. So how you help with these symptoms? So the way that I look at a person is as a whole, they're made up of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And when they come to my services, there's something disconnected inside. And so the physical body is going to reflect What's happening deep on the emotional level? What's happening on the spiritual level? What happened in the childhood? What's showing up on the DNA level from the past ancestors, generations on not only the genetic level, but also the epigenetic level. So we can express things physically that our ancestors experienced. For example, trauma. Some of my clients have Holocaust survivors in their background or their parents went through other kinds of trauma. And so that can get passed down on a genetic level. So when someone comes to me, there's a lot happening in the background. They could be receiving some energy from uh, past relationship partners. They can be receiving energy from their children as well. Because when the children, when a baby is in the womb, the baby is passing on information to them as well. So we're a conglomerate of many different aspects. And so as a medical intuitive and energy healing facilitator, we look at all sides. So for example, one woman came to me with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, 
And so she had been to many, many doctors and tried different diets that were all looking at the physical condition. But when she came to sit with me through the intuitive scan, what came up was trauma. In fact, a lot of trauma showed in her energy field. So when I asked her to talk about it a little bit, she listed many, many, many traumatic events and people with whom she experienced traumatic experiences in her life. And so as we sent energy, divine healing energy, to address that trauma in the session, her stomach, which had been bloated and peeking out of her clothes pretty much, started to deflate and actually go back down. And the bloating disappeared instantaneously through the session. And then she was symptom-free after that. That's one example of how physical conditions come about through emotional situations and past trauma. Let's understand the process. So you helping them to access the divine healing power or you connected to divine healing power and through you, they heal. So that's a great question. Let's say you were coming to a session with issues from menopause, for example, with the symptoms. So in the session, we would get into a relaxed state, relaxing your mind, relaxing your body. And I would actually invite you to put your hands on your heart and to connect with your breath. So that's the first step is to get awareness about where you are now and to get grounded. And we'll do a grounding exercise, imagining you're connecting to the earth and bringing up that earth's energy, which is very important, and bringing down divine energy through you also, connecting with your heart. Now, the heart energy is the strongest energy that we know, and we use that also in this work for healing. And then we'll start a divine scan. So through my intuition, I am shown where there's blockages in the energy field. And when that shows up, we can get more information about that. Sometimes information comes through about, let's say, the mother's side of the family or the father's side of family. Sometimes the client will explain that something happened in their childhood, so that can be scanned as well. This is all intuitive. And while we're doing the scan, I invite the client to be with themselves, to be present with themselves, because healing all starts with awareness and presence with where you are. And then the next step is that is is asking, like in a prayer for the divine to send the energy. And then sometimes if the client is very sensitive, as many wellness practitioners are, they might feel something release. If they came in with, let's say, you know, stress in their shoulders, they may feel their shoulders relaxing. Let's say the throat chakra closed up. They might feel like a release of energy in the throat chakra. So it's a kind of dynamic kind of conversation between me and the client with a lot of meditative moments, relaxing moments, and um, some exciting moments where they'll feel, you know, a release of some kind. So when they are in meditative state, the relaxing state, you ask them questions, they answer. And then also we use the chakras to heal the blockages in all this. And they feel some release, sometimes instantly, sometimes after a while, maybe they need more sessions. So it's a process, I guess. But I guess that you need to be in a completely trust between the patient and the human, right? What's happened if the patient or the person want to experience this, but they have some kind of resistance or they are kind of close off and don't completely relax and trust the process? That's a great question. Generally, when the client comes to me, they've already kind of predetermined that they trust me because of either something that I've posted on social media or just my energy, or they can feel the connection that I have with the divine. And in that case, 
If a resistance comes up, then I'll coach them through it. We'll work with the breath. I will say some things to build their confidence. Most importantly, I'll connect them with their own divine connection. You see, because our birthright is that we are human beings, right, in human form, but that we are connected to the divine. We have a divine spark inside of us, and that is our soul that is calling to us. And so the biggest gift that I can give my clients is to get them back into a place where they're connected to their own soul and their own divine connection, and that can help them lower their resistance. Another tool that I use is actually asking the divine to send healing energy to the resistance, and then the resistance can leave. So it's a kind of uh, coaching them to help them do it, and also like a done for you where I will send the healing at the same time. And so the second thing is when it comes to, let's say you're working with your own clients or another practitioner working with their clients and resistance comes up, uh, what I find is just getting them connected to their breath alone and coming back into the present, putting their hand on their heart, using that heart resonance, getting them back into their breath can reinstate their trust. Because the minute that they're in their mind and that chatter in their mind starts to talk, you're going to lose them. The minute fear kicks in and they're in that reptilian brain and they're starting to like process that into their conscious brain and making up all kinds of reasons why they should be scared, you're going to lose them. So again, to come back to the breath, get them connected in the present, and then continue with your modality. So we need to be really more in the feelings in the heart, not so much in the head. Completely release the thinking process if it's possible and just feel what you're supposed to feel. Actually, what you can feel during the process. On the physical level, you can feel goosebumps going through your system. I feel goosebumps when there's a big energy shift, for example. And throughout the session, it's a little bit embarrassing, but I yawn a lot because the energy is shifting. And that is my signal because I'm so connected to what's happening with the healing session, not entangled. That's something completely different. We don't want entanglement, but connected. I will yawn a lot and I'll explain to them it's not because I'm bored, but because I'm feeling the energy moving. So they might yawn also. In fact, if I see a yawn, I know energy is shifting and I check in with them to see what is happening. So physical sensation, like a yawn or like goosebumps, they might feel, let's say, uh, lighter in their body. That's often something that is said that I feel lighter. And sometimes the energy block that they're feeling could move from one place to another. So let's say they felt a block in their chest. It might move to their throat and then we can work with what's stuck in the throat and they can have a dialogue with that part of themselves. It might move to their head. If it's moving around, that's a wonderful sign. It doesn't mean that it's stuck anymore and it means that it can be released and you just keep going and try different things. What about the energy release, the energy shift? And you're good about certain time. Is this possible to come back to the previous state or have other problems? You heal uh, trauma. You find the reason, you find the, where is the problem. You walk then through the process. And let's say that's its release. Is that forever or that's some kind of residue or some kind of, again, trauma can come back? That's a really good question. In fact, I check for re- resistances, residues and sediments especially when um, cutting cords between the client and let's say an abuser, for example, and we'll cut those cords and I'll check and make sure that cord is completely cut. When it comes to people such as the client with the IBS that came, her symptoms never came back. Another client recently 
had um, never felt that their feet were really on the ground. And I actually asked her, did your mother actually have a miscarriage? Was there a child before you were born? And she said, yes. And I explained to her that what happens is if a person before they are born, let's say um, there was abortion or miscarriage, that, that child did not come to life. Actually, the soul of that child will then come into the person, the next person who was born. So they'll actually be living with their soul and the soul of the other diseased person, the sibling. And it's incredible to think about. We learned this through the Kabbalah. And so what we did was a healing for that part of her, that soul that was not hers. We sent that soul back to source, back to its source. And she reported that the next day that her feet were completely flat on the ground and she was, you know, she had never been grounded before in her life. So that's something that's not going to go away. So some of these things really stay with them forever. In fact, when I circle back to clients after working with them after a few months, they report that the initial thing they came for has not shown up again and they're moving forward in their life. But then there's the next thing that they'd like to work on and then say they'd like to go back and work on that next thing. So what I have found is once that energy is released, they are, you know, free to then move on in their lives. Is it 100%? No, not 100% of the people, you know, it gets 100%. Sometimes there is that person very, very rarely that comes because someone, you know, recommended them and they wanted to try something new where there is resistance. And I would say they're, they're not an ideal client for me because they already came with a lot of doubt and resistance and they would, you know, take a, a while to work through that resistance. But, you know, in general, most of the cases are people who then move forward to other things. Yeah, I can go on and on, but uh, I yes, I know. <laughs> so it's amazing how the body stores so much memory in the cells, in the cellular level. It's a complex thing that one thing can lead to another, right? You hear one thing, but it's coming up something new that you need to need. You need to heal. And you're kind of a complex storage with memory during lifetime, lifetime after another lifetime, because it's many lifetimes accumulating, right? So you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job to helping in this way. One more thing I just want to add is that the body's only going to heal what it's ready to heal. Oh. Also in an intuitive scan, I'll only be shown information that the person is ready to hear. And if they're not, that won't come up. And that's okay because we have tons of things to work on in this lifetime. And what I love about the people who come to work with me is they're like me. They love to focus on their personal growth. They love to reach their next highest level of healing. So it's constant process to become healthier and release anything that is hold us back. So how faith help with the healing process? Oh, yeah. Faith. That's a big topic for me. I'm a person of uh, great faith that, you know, had to develop over a number of years. And in fact, when I was a child, I had heard about this thing called faith healing, where someone would go to a place of worship and there'd be a sick person and then people would pray over them and then they would get well miraculously. And I thought that was completely crazy. Like I totally didn't believe how that was possible until I actually experienced healing from faith. See, I had been struggling with multiple sclerosis and it was a light case, thank God, but still I had inflammation in my brain and my spinal cord. I was actually going blind in one eye and I had fatigue 
great fatigue that led me to depression and I would have memory loss. I would stumble over my words. I really felt like decades older than my 38 years of age. I really felt very, very old. And over the course of a year, I was working with different practitioners. I had a naturopath, a homeopath. I had been working with my energy healing coach at the time who's who trained me for many, many years and who's a very dear friend of mine, Haya Baker. And there was a time towards the end of that first year that I'd been diagnosed where my vision was actually getting better. And, you know, thank God for modern medicine. It does have its place, just like alternative medicine has its place too. That's what was healing my eye. So it was time to get my eye checked. And so I found myself in the hospital where I'd known it very, very well for the neurology department. And I met up with my doctor who showed me a room where I had to get my eye test. And so I sat down in front of a computer and flashes of light were showing up on a screen. And I had this thing attached to my head to measure my eye and where it was moving in my vision. And every time the light flashed, I had to press a button before it disappeared. So they were testing the speed at which I could see the light and then click the button. It felt like this video game, but of course it wasn't the game. It was my health. And I was very, very pressured. I was a very high achiever, which was part of my whole uh, healing, my burnout and healing um, kind of crisis. And so I felt very pressured to get them all right. In fact, when I left the room, I felt like I left a high school math test where I was wondering and worrying if I got all the answers right. So with that, I sat down in the waiting room. I took out my book of prayers. I started reading. So the doctor came back about half an hour later with a great big smile on her face and a couple of documents and the printouts of my test. And she said, congratulations, your healing has returned to 99% normal. Now I heard this and I was completely thrilled. I was elated that my sight had come back to practically perfect. And I looked the doctor in the eye with total conviction. I said, if God can heal my eye, then he can certainly heal the rest of me. And I went home completely convinced that I was in for a total recovery. Only I wouldn't realize how fast it would come. Because that night, as I was lying in bed, I remember it was about four in the morning. I felt this energy running through my body. It was running up my legs. I have goosebumps now telling you the story. It was running up my spine. And I knew something very powerful was happening. So I got up, I started walking around, and I realized that I was symptom-free. I realized that the MS had left my body. And so that year, I had enough energy to raise my family. I had four kids, and I planted an orchard on our property. I was full of energy, and it inspired me. That faith inspired me to this day in the work that I'm doing now. Amazing, amazing. I hear about this, but that's confirmation, absolutely confirmation for the people who want to turn to, towards the faith uh, heal. And because I believe that in the body have natural ability to heal and everything is energy. And if you really believe, whatever you believe, that's going to happen. If you believe that you cannot heal, you cannot heal. If you believe that you can heal, you can heal. So everything is really up to you. So don't, don't, um, think that it's always outside force that need to heal us. Participate in the process, not just wait for somebody else to heal us. Absolutely. I want to tell an opposite story of what happened to me. So that was my faith healing story. 
And then I had enough strength, like I said, to go on. Actually, I had three children at the time. That's when we decided to, you know, go for another child. And so we had another child, but I was told there was a risk that I might have a relapse. So I had the relapse. Now, was I, did I believe I would have it? And therefore I had it. I'm not sure. But what I do know is I was so stuck then after I had the next child and the MS came back. First of all, I was very far from home, living in Israel without my family, without a supported community, with a background of PTSD, with a background of undiagnosed complex trauma. I'm a very complicated person, you know, on the inside level. At the time, I was struggling with all of those things at the same time. And also having a new baby, we were about to move and all of these things at once. It was very, very stressful. And so in my mind, I felt like, no, no, I don't have the time to heal again. I know I have proof that I did it. I don't have the strength to heal. I don't have energy to heal. And believe it or not, another 10 years passed before I was able to, again, completely heal from the MS, this time not by faith, but by step-by-step working with diet and exercise and alternative healing with energy healing with my own energy healing and that of practitioners. So I've been on both sides of the equation. I know what it's like to heal from total faith. And I know what it's like to be stuck in kind of like a a spiral of self-pity and of negative beliefs and to take the long route. And so what I'm hoping to do is to help people not go in that direction, but rather to accelerate their healing process by connecting them to their power of faith so that it takes a lot less time. That's a really good confirmation, good story. Thank you for sharing all these stories. And if listeners need to know what is the one question that they don't have to ask and what they need to ask instead. Right. This is super important. So the one question you don't want to ask when you're trying to heal is why haven't I healed yet? Or why can't I heal this? And the reason why I like this. So the why question, all it does is reconfirm the negative belief. You're just saying, I can't heal. And you're putting why at the beginning of that question. So just like myself, I said, I can't heal for a long time. And I didn't. If I had just added the why and said, why can't I heal? I would have just kept promoting the same thing. Okay. So what do we want to do instead? What we want to do is ask a question that is going to invite our connection with our divine source to then step in and co-create our healing together. So let's take that why question. If you say, why can't I heal? Basically, the define your source, your creator is listening to you at every moment, all the words that you say. We know words are powerful. Words create. And we have this dynamic relationship with our own creator. So the divine is looking at you and saying, you believe you can't heal. That's really too bad. You know, I'll wait till you ask me, you know, better question. Okay. And you're not promoting your body's innate ability to heal because your divine connection is waiting for you to open up to a question such as what or how. What or how are very powerful questions. What do I need to do? to heal? What is a new avenue I haven't tried yet? Or who question? Who can I ask? Who can support me? Who might be able to help me with this? Or how question? How can I heal? And what I've found is even more powerful than the what, the who, and the how questions is adding, I wonder, add in curiosity, add in the state of 
childlike innocence and childlike, uh, you know, beginner's mind. So if you put it all together, it's like, I wonder what I can do to heal. I wonder how the divine can help me. So I'll give a personal example. I love asking the question, I wonder who my next amazing client is. And recently in asking that question, I had an amazing experience. So this woman signed up for one of those, you know, 15-minute exploratory consultation. And this is what she told me. She said, I've been struggling with, you know, XYZ for many, many years. And recently I went to a psychic and she said that she saw that there's this woman here who can help me. Then she told me, you know, I went on LinkedIn and I saw that you, you know, me, had sent me a message. And I had a feeling that you were the one that she saw and that you can support me. Now, Diliana, I don't remember sending her this message. This was like, it must have been a long time ago because I don't remember who this woman was. I must have sent her the message. But that divine providence answering to my question, I wonder who my next amazing client will be. And also answering her question, you know, about, you know, what's my next step in healing? Cause she's been on this healing journey, put these things together, you know, set the psychic, set this LinkedIn kind of thing that she discovered to bring us together. So I want to encourage you to use your I wonder questions, use your what and how questions and stop asking why. Thank you so much for this valuable information and wisdom. So Devora, how they can reach out and work with you? I could be found at my website, easeandflowsoul.com and on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And I check my LinkedIn now regularly because of that story. There's a free resource on my website as well. And I answer all inquiries as soon as I can. So thank you so much to be with me today. Thank you listeners to listen to this episode and welcome back again uh, for the next amazing guest. And I wish you all the best and see you next time. Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeart Radio and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.